Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul and my co-host Justin Baker and I on today's episode will be running through the top 10 Florida Panthers of all time. I know that you were sitting there thinking today, I I really want to list the top 10 Florida Panthers of all time. And so we're going to do it. Top 10 Florida Panthers. If you haven't listened to our other top 10s of players on different teams throughout the National Hockey League, go back and listen to them. The great thing is they're not time sensitive. So, you know, you find your favorite team or a couple teams you're interested in hearing, you can go back and listen to them. They're all cataloged. Just hit the subscribe button and subscribe so that you can catch all our new episodes. And uh, if you didn't hear the top wingers or top centers, goalies, we did all those too. So, uh, yes, we love our lists here on Overtime Hockey Talk. Uh, Justin, as we jump in, let's do it. Let's talk about our just missed. And, uh, like yeah, we always do. Go for it. Florida Dude. Panthers, team that's been around since 1993. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. I forget about that when they came in. Um, So my just missed, I got a couple forwards, a couple defensemen. I got Ray Whitney, North, Nathan Horton, Horton, Nathan, oh, Horton. Nathan Horton. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nathan. 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 <laughs> Nathan, what are you doing over there, oh, Nathan? I should probably just leave and come back later <laughs> when you're done with this list. Uh, Robert Svela. Oh, Robert Svela. Svela, sorry, yes. And Ed Jovanovsky. Okay. Yep, all, so. all good players. Uh, only one of them made my list okay. out of those guys. Uh, my just missed Stephen Weiss. He misses my list. He was a good player for them, but uh, never made the playoffs with them, except I think once that year that the uh, Islanders beat them in overtime. And yeah, just never really, uh, never really felt like he was actually that good. He was just on a really bad team. Uh, Rob Niedermeyer misses my list as well. And Evgeny Dadanov thought about putting him on there. Has actually some, he's actually played over 200 games for the Panthers and has played quite well, but misses my list. Um, and remember, 200 games is a lot of games for the Panthers. The most <laughs> games anybody played actually is Stephen Weiss. He played 654 games for this Panthers team. So uh, you play 240 games, you're in the top, the top 50 players. So uh, there's... It's a, a newer team. With that said, you're number 10. My number 10. Okay. Uh, Steven Weiss, right? All right. Major just missed. He just barely slipped into mine. Um, yeah. Again, like you talked about, never really made the playoffs, but he was, he produced though. I mean, he was still a pretty decent player for them. And then uh, that's, he was a 20 goal guy. Yeah. Kind of had some injury history. And uh, I mean, I think they took him, they took him fourth overall in 2001. Yeah. It went pretty high. And that's why. That's why the Detroit Red Wings gave up some pieces to get him, and was a little, little pissed about that. Still, I'm a little sour about that he, trade. He but. never had more than 61 points, and 28 goals was his career high for goals. Now, granted, he really wasn't playing with. He didn't have a whole lot around him. No, but it just wasn't enough for me to go. All right, he really wasn't a huge, significant piece to any solid team at any point. So. No, and there weren't a lot of solid Florida Panther teams. I mean, if we're being honest, so <laughs> that is that is very fair. Yeah, um, basically they went to the Stanley Cup Finals their third year, and that's that's their life. Um, my number ten is the all-time leading scorer for the Florida Panthers, and that is Oli Jokinen. Wow, um, only at number ten though. Four hundred nineteen points in five hundred and sixty-seven games. Uh, he was taken third overall by the L.A. Kings, but went over to the Florida Panthers pretty quickly after uh, 
he was traded to the New York Islanders, and then the Islanders traded him to the Florida Panthers. So, had a, yeah, was he part of that Luongo deal too, where he went from the Islanders to? You know, he might have been. I think he was. Uh, but yeah, Ole Okunin. I mean, again, he did. Ha- he had he had a ninety-one point season and an eighty-nine point season for this team. So, see, to me, he and a seventy-one. So, three seasons where he had ninety, eighty, and seventy point, basically two ninety-point seasons. I, those are some pretty significant years. And so at some point, he really was the best player on the Panthers, and it meant something. Right, yeah. They didn't ever go to the playoffs with him, though. No, they really Not had once. nothing. I mean, they literally had nothing. And, I mean, he still managed to produce some good points, yeah. which is impressive. And so that's why he's a little little higher up on my list. But Okay, so you're number nine. Number nine for me is Keith Yandel, uh, current Florida Panther, I think – to be quite honest, when you talk about pure talent on the offensive side of the puck, he is probably the best defenseman this team has ever had in that aspect. Um, they haven't had a ton of like just good defensemen in terms of just offensive guys, but uh, Keith Yandel, yeah, coming from you know Phoenix, Arizona, whatever you want to call it, then bless you to New York, and then finding his way to Florida, um, he's produced. I mean, and he's only getting better every year. Forty-one, fifty-six, sixty-two points. Not off to the hottest of starts now. I mean, five points in 12 games, but for a defenseman, that's still pretty freaking good unless your name's John Carlson. So, that's true. yeah. For, so, for me, number nine. Okay, my number nine is a defenseman as well. Uh, it's a guy that was taken, I believe, third overall in 2002. Okay. Uh, it is Jay Bomeister. I like it. Taken just behind Rick Nash and Kerry Lettinen. So, definitely... Uh, Company. Definitely right. a nice little pickup because after him was Yanni Pitkinen... Ryan Whitney, Scotty Upshaw, and then Joffrey Lupel. But uh, Jay Bomeister has played the most games out of that class. He's played almost 1,200 games. Uh, now, for the Florida Panthers, I mean, it's it's not like he was a world changer when he was there. I mean, he, he, he played for them for a while, but uh, he's still, he's probably the best stay-at-home defenseman they ever had. They weren't a great team when he was there, but he was... He was still a good defenseman, and I, I just I think a list where of Florida Panthers is is incomplete to me without Jay Bomeister because of the way that he at least conducted himself while he was there. He's he is a good defenseman. He just doesn't put up a ton of points, and even so, he still put up two hundred and three points in in uh, four hundred and seventy one games. So it's not like he's he's over here putting up eighty nine points in five hundred games. He's not he's not. Uh, why can't I think of his name on the Washington Capitals? John Carlson? No. No. <laughs> no. Guy who doesn't get any points. Oh. Um, can't think of his name. Carl Alsner, who used to play? Not who Carl is not Alsner. playing anymore? Guy who scored it. He scored an overtime winner in uh, in the playoffs last year. Why the freak can't I think it's of It's going to bother either. me. It's okay. We'll figure it out, and it'll be okay. But, Let's move on. Um, who is your number eight? Uh, number eight for me is Yamir Yager. Okay. Yeah, he's he's another one of those guys that really, um, man, he made he made an impact while he was there. I mean, 130 points and 180, I think, 81 games. Um, but you know, unfortunately, just not a whole lot of playoff success with this team. There was really, again, not a lot of pieces around him. They did go to the playoffs once, but he did manage to put up only two points in six games. But Brooks Orpik. 
There it is. I know other. Yes. I know someone listening was like, <laughs> "You dumb idiots!" It's Brooks Orpik. Uh, yeah, Brooks Orpik. Yeah, uh, but Yager three seasons with Florida. I mean, well, two and a half really, if you want to call it that. It was a twenty game stint at the deadline or whatever. Um, yeah, he's a guy who just he was he was fine during his time there. Not like otherworldly, but he still produced, and he was he was just fun to watch there. And I I enjoyed watching him play with Barkoff a little bit. And uh, wish he had maybe hung around for another season instead of going to Calgary, but whatever. And then just disappeared off the face. Right. <laughs> He's actually still playing. He is. Yeah, just not in America. My number eight is really probably the, a guy that you think about when you think of the Panthers in the 90s going to the Stanley Cup Finals, and that is Scott Mellenby. Okay, my number seven. So yeah, I mean Scott Mel. I mean he had he had some really nice seasons for the Panthers. He had seventy points one year, thirty two goals, uh, scored thirty goals a couple times, and uh, he was just. You know, it's not it's not like he was the big point producer. He obviously he's putting up pretty good points, uh, but he always hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy penalty minutes, hundred and forty nine. Like this guy was a fighter, and at the same time though he could play. And I, I think that when you think of that 1996 Florida Panthers team that really had no business in the Stanley Cup Finals, they somehow beat a Pittsburgh Penguins team that had Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager. Like, I still don't know. Oh, wait, John Van Breesbrook, that's how. Yes, John Van Breesbrook, <laughs> uh, who is higher on my list a little bit. Uh, he's he's actually number seven. Okay. Uh, we can get to John Van Breesbrook. Might as well, because Melanby's my number seven. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> So John Van Beesbrook, though, when you look at his all-time record with the team, not too hot. 106 wins with 108 losses. Uh, so it, you know, pretty pretty average. Probably more speaks towards the team that was in front of him. But he had some unbelievable years in the playoffs. Uh, a 2.25 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage for this team. Uh, he's the reason why they went to the finals. He was five foot eight. Is he really he's that short? Little, I did not know man. that. Yes, and he's a he's a Detroit born guy. He is. I did know that. Yeah, that's crazy though. Wow, five foot eight. And back then too, like small goaltenders weren't weren't in demand. Like you had to you had to be five eleven, five you know five twelve at six foot and or whatever five fourteen. I don't care, but you had to be tall. You couldn't be short. I mean that stand up that. And that butterfly style at the time that was starting to come in, like you, you had to. He was the first pick in the expansion draft for the Florida Panthers, first overall. That makes sense. He had some good, good seasons in New York with, so. with the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, who? So who's your number six? My number six is Van Beesbrook. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> how about your number six? My number six is a guy who missed your list. Uh, he is the highest scoring. Panther defenseman of all time. It is Robert Shvela, 290 points. He also uh, he fought a little bit. He he was kind of your you kind of he could do it all kind of defenseman. Uh, I think that I mean he had he had 57 points one year, 45, 43. He was always putting up usually around 40 points in a year. Uh, and really, I mean. If we're honest, was he anything like crazy special? No, but he played for this team 573 games. He led a defense 
led them to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like he was a part of that team. I think that that has to speak to something. Like whereas, same with Stephen Weiss, he wasn't the greatest player, or he was he was fine. He was the best player on a bad team, but at least Shvela went to the playoffs. He made an impact. Uh, he didn't put put up big points by any means in the playoffs, but no, he was never a big point producer. So, no. Um, for a guy taken in the fourth round, did pretty well for him. So I'd say so. Five hundred games in this league, and, and yeah. he is a guy that I think if you talk to Florida Panthers fans from back then, they'll tell you like who is the who is the defenseman. They'll talk about Robert Shvela. He could move the puck. He was a good transition guy. So okay. Uh, for a team lacking in defensemen, putting Robert Shvela on the list. Into the top five. Top five. All right. Uh, my number five, Ole Jokinen. A little lower on your list, okay. but yeah. uh, former captain of this team. And I think uh, during his era, the early, you know, that whole early 2000s-ish time for, for this team where there wasn't a lot of success, not a lot of, not a lot of playoff trips, not a lot of uh, big point producers. He was the face of this franchise, right? He and... He and another guy on my list a little higher up were basically like the guys that brought this team into, you know, the current era and um, where they're hoping to get back, I guess. And so right now for me at number five, Ole Jokinen. Okay. Uh, my number five is Yarmir Yager. Okay. I'll tell you why. Yeah, this please. Is why I have him up. Why a he's a little higher. Uh, obviously, like, you know, he was he was fine when he was there. He he did did produce a 718 points per game. So nothing to, not, you know, nothing to bat an eye at. He, to me... Took Huberdo and Barkov under his wing, and and I think maybe maybe more than that, but specifically the guys that he played with, and I really think Barkov is the player he is today because of Yager. Uh, not necessarily the type of player that he is in the ice, but maybe the man that he is and the leader, the type yeah. of leader that he is. Like I don't think that you can you can quantify what Yager did for those guys. I don't know if Barkov would be a like pushing a hundred point type of player, and same with Huberdo if they hadn't have played with Yager. And so I put him at number five because potentially I th- I think when all is said and done, Barkov isn't the top player on my list, but he probably will be when all is said and done. And I think the reason why is maybe because of Yager. I don't know if he ends up being that good if it's not for playing with Yarmir Yager. Okay. I'm I'm not angry at that because I grew up watching that. Um, you know, as a Detroit fan, we've been privileged to watching Steve Eiserman pass the torch to guys like, you know, Dadzuk and Zetterberg and Zetterberg giving it to Larkin. To some extent. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so you see the importance of these these leaders and not necessarily their their production on the ice, but just what they bring intangibly wise. And so yeah, I, I get it. That. That's totally fine. Okay, you're number four. Uh, Jonathan Huberdo. As as is mine. Good, yeah. Number three all-time scoring? Number three all-time, sixth all-time yeah. points per game. And, yeah, I mean, just to, he's uh, sixth all-time, in, or uh, sorry, seventh all-time in goals. So, yeah, I mean, he was on our, uh, he's on our top wingers, so he better be, right. <laughs> probably be on this list because how many top wingers does Florida yeah. have? He and and, the, and another guy on my list, a little higher up above him, are probably going to be the top two scorers for this franchise when it's all said and done. I, I think so, yeah. yeah. And and he's a little bit ahead of of Barkov, but uh, Huberto probably the most underrated left winger in the league. If you know, if you play in Florida, you're just going to be underrated. Absolutely. Like, let's just go ahead and throw that out. If you play in Florida, or if you play in like Anaheim you're or Arizona, be underrated. yeah, yeah. But 
uh, yeah, there's, there's just not enough good things to say about Huberto. And even I feel like I don't really get to watch him very much because I don't necessarily go out of my way to watch Panthers games very often. Uh, and if he were playing for Philadelphia, would we maybe appreciate him a little bit more? Probably. Uh, okay, your number three this is where the the list gets interesting. It does, yeah. My number three is Pavel Bury. Okay, yeah, the best player in terms of point per game production. The only one, like by far, yeah, the only one above a point per game this franchise ever has had, which is just odd. And that's even like guys who have played like twenty or ten games. So, um, yeah, but the reason maybe he's not number. I mean, I've seen him number one on a whole bunch of lists, and the only reason he isn't, you know, up there in the top two, I think, for me, is just because there hasn't been any playoff success. He's been to the playoffs once, four games, in and out, yeah. four points. I mean, yeah, okay, cool, put up a point per game, yeah, but and you know, four who they games. lost to that year, <laughs> the Stanley Cup right. final. The the winners was the New Jersey Devils. Oh right, yeah, they yeah. swept them. The New Jersey Devils in that series scored. Scott Stevens scored a goal. Five on three, where they were the three. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I it does not happen very often, but uh, that happened in the freaking playoffs. Yeah, that's where it shouldn't happen. Burray though, a fifty-eight and a fifty-nine goal season, and he scored fifty-eight goals in seventy-four games. Yeah, freaking amazing. In like the trap era. So yeah, pretty pretty phenomenal. Yeah, he was. Like the best skater, the Connor McDavid of his era in terms of skating. Yeah, like he could do it better than anybody. He just eventually had so many, so much injury problems. Right. He had like a bad, bad back or bad knees or something like that. Uh, but yeah, he he also is my number three. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, let's see if our lists are any different. Yeah. Who do you have at number one? Roberto Luongo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I also have Roberto Luongo at number one. I I just I can't. He he never won any trophies. I don't know, which is sad, but he's I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Fame goal. He's he like going to be the one without a Vesna. He is, but he also is getting his number retired, right? The only Florida Panther in history, which has got to speak volumes in terms yep. of when you yep. think of these lists. And, um, you know, when I, I look back at his time in Vancouver, right, and you, he was up there, you know, many times you could talk about him being a top five goal turner to league uh, so many years. But the problem was, is like he was just. He was Florida when he was there, his first stint. And then when he had the opportunity to go back, he's like, this is the only team I want to be with. Mm -hmm. And Florida was like, yeah, we want you. And that spoke volumes to me about what this franchise thought about him and what he meant to this franchise. Because early on when he was there, they were crap. They were, they were absolute bad. garbage. Dude, he And he had a year where he had like a 93-0 save percentage. <laughs> <Right>. 9-3-1 <laughs> save percentage. And he still had a two four three goals against average. I know. Like just shows you how bad that team is. He one year with the Panthers, he played seventy five games. He played seventy games on multiple occasions. He also with played seventy six with Vancouver. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's back before you had to have a backup, so yeah, you do legitimately didn't have to have a backup. Right. 75 games. Yeah. Awesome. And so, yeah, and then obviously at number two, Sasha Barkoff. Um, this is a guy who, to me, is going to be the, the franchise's all-time leading point guy when it's all said and done. Um, he's only 20 points behind Bark or Huberdeau, but he's played 50 less games. So, to me, I, I think Barkoff is going to drive I, I mean, I think them. at the end of this year, both Huberdeau and Barkov will be the two leading scorers yep. of this team. Uh, I mean, Barkov would need... He needs 60 points, 61 more points, and he's the leading 
He'll he'll eclipse Ole Okunin. Yeah, assuming and, both of them are healthy, they'll get that. No and problem. Hubert only needs only needs uh, 49, 40, Should be 48. a problem. So yeah, they're, they'll they'll both be the leading scorers by the end of this. So that's another reason Ole Okunin not high on my list because he's about to get bumped down. So is Stephen about Wilson. to get bumped. All down. these numbers are about to change, which is which is kind of cool. But all right, well that's our top ten Florida Panthers of all time, and uh, you know, you know there'll be another one next week. So. Uh, who should we do next week? We we did, we we tend to go back and forth between the conferences, so we'll go Western Conference, and uh, maybe maybe we do a team that came and went and came again. Came and went and came again, huh? Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets. All right, we'll do and we'll do all like we haven't done the Arizona Coyotes yet either. But when we do the Arizona Coyotes, we'll only do Arizona Coyotes. We won't do Winnipeg Jets. No Solani, huh? No Solani. All right, only, fair enough. <laughs> so Winnipeg Jets, though, for now, for for this iteration, we'll do current and former Winnipeg Jets. That's fair. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's our show. You can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. We uh, hope you enjoy watching hockey, and uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon.